Blog Talk Radio. can't even talk today. You guys don't even know where you're at. No, this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and I suddenly learned, remembered how to talk, so that's a good thing. Uh, we're in business. We're in business. Hey, you guys found it. I'm sure, really, really glad you did. I am very excited for today's episode. We've got a fantastic actor and a fantastic director of a fantastic, you guessed it, um, new science fiction thriller movie that um, I watched this. Uh, I actually watched it last week, and um, was just I, you know me. I'm a sucker for sci-fi, and I love it. I love it, and this did not disappoint in the least. I uh, I really really enjoyed this film. A little bit of a mind uh, bender, and uh, you know sign me up for that. I love it. Uh, very very cool. The name of the film is called The Alternate. It stars Ed Gonzalez uh, Moreno, and it was directed by Mr. Ulrich uh, Versell, and they're going to join us now. Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Great, Pretty great. Good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. What a cool film, man. What a cool, cool film. I like this a lot. I like the premise a lot. It was uh, it was very apropos. I'll tell you, the night before me and my wife watched this, um, we were having a conversation, and she, um, yeah, you know, everybody's been, you know, everybody watches the news and stuff lately, and she looked at me, and she goes, I, am I any crazy? Do, do you feel like you're in, like, another dimension or something, another world, reality, where we're not supposed to be in this one? <laughs> and I told her one of my favorite quotes by the uh, fantastic author Philip K. Dick, and uh, it's, it, I think about this quote a lot, and I thought about it while watching your guys' film. And it basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it goes along the lines of, if you think this dimension's bad, you should see some of the other ones. And in your particular film, it's, it's the switcheroo, the other dimension. <laughs> and I don't think I, I don't want to give anything away, but I, it's pretty obvious what this film, the premise of it is. Um, is the better one, or at least Jake, the main character, thinks so. Um, very cool idea, you know. Very cool idea. Now, Ed, when you approached playing Jake, like when when you were originally like uh, when they were you know shooting you the script and everything over, did you realize at first? Oh yeah, there's a character. No, there's not one. There's two you're gonna have to play. And how interesting would that it was was that? Uh, I mean, it's it's always a great challenge to to be able to try and do two different distinct characters within one film. I think just inherently in, in the craft, I mean, you're you're constantly doing that, um, even if it's not within the same project. So to do it within the same project is is a really cool challenge because you you have to look at one character and see two different branches of that character. But um, it, I mean, it's not any different than than acting as, as a whole, you know, outside of a singular movie. So it was, uh, it was an interesting challenge, but not one that was uh, 
unique to this film uh, outside of the fact that it's all set in one film. Well, it was very cool because usually, typically, how these stories go, you, you know, you, the old Star Trek, the mirror universe comes to mind. You know, they, they have a transporter problem and they wind up, and Spock's got a goatee. Well, that can't be good, you know. He's got a beard. Oh, my gosh, he's got to be evil. <laughs> Jake starts out with the beard in this film. <laughs> so right. the realization that this happens is, am I goatee Spock? What is this? That's not good. I want to be over there. Oh, my gosh. How, how interesting. How interesting. Very, very cool. Now, um, Ulrich, when you uh, – how did you get the script? How did you get on board with the project? How did it happen? So, um, so I wrote the movie um, over about oh. seven years, six years or so, and um, it was all kind of based on a short film I had made um, back in like 2014 called Strange Thing, and I was trying to figure out like how to, um, you know, do a feature-length version of this project, but there was a monster in it, like a uh, like an ooze monster. And there was also mm. an alternate dimension and a portal. And uh, I was writing the script and just realized, like, there's no way that this – I can't do this. This is my first movie. Like, it's going to be too expensive. Can't have a monster like that. And then I was thinking to myself, like, well, what's the scariest thing you could think of on the other side of a portal that isn't a monster? And then I just thought, of, oh, well, it was the worst version of myself, like the worst version of me. Um, and so that's kind of what I started with. I wrote the ending to the movie first. And then I kind of, nice. you know, went back from the beginning and, and wrote and got us to, you know, the ending that we have now. That's fantastic. And I don't want to give anything away, but what an ending. What an ending. That's all I'm going to say, folks. That's all I'm going to say. you got to watch it. Uh, you will not be disappointed. I was not expecting it. Uh, okay, I'll give it away. <laughs> He's great. really a ghost, and the kid was seeing him the whole time. No, I, I'm joking. <laughs> There's a big iceberg and a ship. If someone tried to do that. (laughs) (laughs) What a twist. What a twist. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's so funny. During the pandemic, I got on this kick where I was, um, you know, my wife's good with, with, you know, um, oh, what's the one she watches where they're all beautiful in Australia? Um, She watches Love Island, that kind of stuff, and the Tiger King. Uh, She was all into that during the pandemic. I couldn't handle it. So I started watching these weird YouTube videos of um, these kind of younger kids, like not always younger, but uh, people that have never watched film, and uh, they react to them. And to me, it's great, because I'm like, oh, because like, I've seen everything, you know, like probably you guys, too, I would imagine. And, um, you know, and it was kind of interesting. But it amazes me, because they were watching The Sixth Sense. There was a bunch of them watching it. And, uh, yeah, they were all surprised. I'm like, how do you not know? Just, I mean, that's like not knowing Darth Vader's Luke's dad. I mean, that's just awful. Mm-hmm. You know? Come on. Well, this was very cool. And, you know, for science fiction, one of the problems – no, I'm not in the movie business. I am just a cinephile. I'm a fan. I'm a civilian. I love science fiction stuff. Um, I've never made a film. Uh, but it seems to me one of the, the, the problems that's happened is exactly what you said, expense. Well, we got to have effects, you know. We need a spaceship. We need a robot. We need whatever. Um, your film was not effects heavy. But the effects that were there 
were really well done. I was pretty impressed. Oh, I liked how you. the portal looked. Yeah. That's what a portal would look like to me, you know, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, Ed, when doing a film like this, um, well, first off, was this a long shoot, guys? I know that it's weird. Movie time is different than, like, regular time. Um but did it when when did, did you guys film this during the pandemic? Or was this filmed before? Right before right before the pandemic. So I'll, I'll regret if I'm wrong, but it was it was what, three weeks and then maybe a couple of like reshoots? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was we it ended up being nineteen days in the end that we shot um I think seventeen wow. days at once and then we did two pickup days later and then we did another pickup day after the movie was all edited, just to get a couple a couple missing pieces. Yeah. Twelve hour oh, days. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, twelve hour days. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. I mean, we had we had weekends. We had weekends, which is good. We know? did. Like so it was we all did. Well, that's got to be you know that's one of the things that's got to be challenging with independent film, because you need well first off. You need Ed and a big beard for part of it, and then you know he's he, he he's gonna look normal. But if you're doing this, he's probably doing other jobs too, and uh, you know they're like, "Well, Ed, we we need you to have red hair in this one, or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> or you're gonna be tied up for the next. We're filming this, Ed. We need you on this film. We're filming this little film. It's uh, called The Lord of the Rings. We're gonna need you for three years <laughs> in New Zealand." You know, I mean, things can happen, you know. Um, but I guess that's well, just part of it. That's... Yeah. Well, you know, like some people do try to shoot movies over many, many years or, or many, many months, and those problems come up. And then sometimes those movies don't get finished, and sometimes they do. But uh, that's, that is a benefit to shooting all at once is that, yeah, we had Ed with us. I mean, you know, he, he, you know, we did have to do some some maintenance, you know, because hair does grow. So we we did cut his hair to mm. make sure it matched, um, you know, in, in the later part of the of the shoot to match the beginning part of the shoot, you know. But we had a really wonderful makeup team, and they kind of doubled doing hair and makeup. So, like, yeah, they kind of covered everything. And, you know, we have a beard that we had to apply. And, you know, we talked about having it actually grow out a beard and then, you know, shoot half the movie with the beard and half of it without, but then it became mm. very clear that logistically that just wasn't going to work out, you know. And, I, and I'm really happy right. with the way that we went, we went with it. I think it worked really great. Oh, yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Let me ask you this, Ed. Now, um, does your uh, girlfriend, wife, partner, whomever, um, were they digging the beard or did they say, don't get any ideas, Ed? Don't get any ideas. <laughs> I, I well, I mean, the pandemic happened soon after, and, and much like you know most of America um, that are able to grow beards, I, I grew mine out, so it was never really a problem. But I, I think a cool thing about this is that we uh, we were sort of isolated outside of the weekends from like our loved ones, so it was it was a good opportunity to you know just kind of stay away and, and stay in the quote unquote zone. Um, I didn't have to take the beard with me, so that was nice. Um, but I didn't mind it. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, everybody grew a beard. And Alric, you already had a beard, you know, because you're, you're a filmmaker. This is what you do. And, and you know, all the filmmakers right. have beards. Um, now, exactly. everybody's growing one. They're, they're stealing your scene, man. 
What the hell? Um, <laughs> how dare they? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I tell you, I'm a I'm a painter by trade. It's my day job. And I paint pictures, uh, portraits of people and stuff for a living. Been doing that a long time. Oh, wow, cool. And Amazing. at first, I wasn't really digging the beard scene because, man, it's, they're hard to paint. You know, there's a lot of, I'm like, what are you going to wear with it? A plaid shirt? Come on, give me a break. Um, but, you know, you do them enough, you get it down. I just painted one yesterday. Painted one yesterday. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that had to happen. You know, we, we cashed the check, so I didn't have a choice. Um, well, this is a cool film. This is a very cool film. And I can see this. I know now that there's, um, and that's really, I know you guys are working with, uh, who did you work with on this? Was it Terror Films? I'm trying to. Uh, uh, it's Uncorked uh, Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know that they're kind of, you know, they're a biggie too. I, um, like everybody else, I flipped through uh, the streaming channels looking for something to watch, uh, especially when I had my lunch. And, uh, you know, middle of the day, and I see that uncorked pop up a lot, <laughs> you know? Oh, that, nice. that, that, I don't know what you call it, the, the little, at the beginning of the film. The logo. You know, when it, yeah. The logo, yeah. You see that a lot. Um, so they know what they're doing, <laughs> you know, which is they're a biggie. Um, but what I was going to say is there's a lot of these uh, new kind of off-brand streaming channels uh, with Roku and, and PlayStation and whatnot. Um that are science fiction based, I could see them scrambling for this film, you know, because they all need content. Yeah. And this is a cool film, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a good chance we're going to be on a, a streaming network later down the line because that, that's a lot of what happens with these movies is they you know, have their initial release on DVD, um, you know, and digital, and then, you know, a few months later or a year later or whatever, then they end up on a streamer. So, you know, keep, keep your eyes open for us on there. But for now, you can just find us on all the places you can buy or rent movies. So, like, Amazon, Voodoo, um, you're on YouTube to rent. Um, yeah, nice. I mean, the list is endless. Uh, Xbox, um, all over the place. <laughs> awesome. So you, you can uh, just type in the alternate into your search browser and you'll find us. How cool is that? You're living the dream, gentlemen. You're living the dream. <laughs> so cool. You can, you can turn on the TV and see you looking back out, in your case, Ed. And or in yeah. your case, your project, your baby, you know? It got made. It's yeah. on the TV. How cool is that? Man. Yeah. That, that's it, awesome. was, it was pretty fun. Is, the moment when it, it hit the, you know, I, I, Apple TV and, and Amazon. And I just, you know, searching, looked, looked for it and found it. And then it's up on my big screen, you know, uh, in all its glory. That's so like, oh, cool. wow. It happened. We're out there. Just, of course, you just spent a year editing it. But <laughs> you're like, I know how this ends. Yeah. I've seen it five yeah. million times. No. Um, but that's okay. About, that's about okay. five million. Maybe, maybe, maybe four million, <laughs> five hundred and fifty-five thousand, something like that. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierocks.us. 
x.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. And you know, Ed, since this is science fiction, if it's science fiction or horror, my wife does, uh, she, she, her and her sister have a, uh, a business. Well, they, I don't know, they kind of teetered off on it, but they uh, do this cosplay where they go to all these conventions and stuff. 
Ed, you're going to probably have to go to a bunch of these conventions and stuff now, you know? Sit there, (laughs) pay for autographs and photos and stuff. Yeah, you've got to come up with a DVD. Sign my DVD. Yeah. Mr. Gondorino, please. uh, Nice little cult following. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, I don't want to give anything away. This... um, uh, folks, this is a, you know, there, there is, as we said, a, a, another dimension. Um, and things happen. Things, things, it could, the reason I'm bringing this up is this is one of those films that make you think. You, you, you put yourself mentally in, in Ed's shoes, Jake's shoes. Jake is the character Ed plays, the main character. Um, and you think to yourself, well, what would I do in this situation? You know? Um, if I'm real honest, what would what would happen here, you know? Uh, and I thought about that. And I still think about that. That's a, I like a film. To me, that's art because that is, it stays with you. You know, you just didn't sit there for a little bit and watch a film. You watch the film and then you think about it. It engages you. Um, that's yep. got to be pretty cool. Have, have you guys got a lot of feedback like that where people are like, well, the first thing I would do is, Whatever, blah blah blah. You know, are people digging that? I I haven't heard any feedback myself always, but I I think the natural inclination towards uh, a concept like this is to like put you in that seat of like, what would I do, and like, would I make the decisions that one Jake in this movie makes? So it'd be interesting to hear those conversations. But I feel like the general consensus is, yeah, just putting them in that thought bubble of, like, um, finding an alternate version of themselves, uh, whether it's worse or better. Yeah, there's been a couple of fun comments that I've gotten from people. Um, (laughs) Just, like, like, you know, what they would do in that situation or, like, how they relate to, to Jake or how they don't relate to Jake and, one person wrote this really funny long uh, Facebook message about how they, they're like, man, he almost had it right. If he had just not shown his wife, he would have gotten away with it, no problem. <laughs> totally fine. That's like, really? Stuff. You think, you think Everybody knows that. I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been fun oh to, to hear the different commentary and yeah, some of the the comments on the trailer and some comments on IMDb that people have various opinions on. You know, what Jake did right and what Jake did wrong, you know. Um, but uh, well, it's been fun to hear, but hear thinking the response. About it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm telling I think you one guys, of the best it's, reviews. It's <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was saying one of the best reviews, they, they just said, like, um, you know, it, it made me question what I would do in that situation. It made me question if I would want to, to, to see another version of my life, if I could even handle that so I thought that was really cool that uh, you know one of the critics like kind of thought of it in an existential way and like kind of took it out into that sort of place and they're and they're looking thinking about their own life because I think to me that's like what I really wanted the audience to do is to to question like what would you do in that situation or like is the grass always greener or you know is there actually like another version of your life that you could actually enjoy because like I I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure if you could you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This reminds me, a, a few years ago, this was, pro- gosh, about 10 years ago, now that I think about it, I was visiting uh, one of my best friends I went to high school with, um, her and her husband and their, their children, 
hadn't seen him in a long time, and I had a little downtime and uh, in between projects and stuff, so I went to visit them. And, you know, stayed for a week, and then I, then I left, and I had to go do an art show, I believe. I was going somewhere down south, like North Carolina or somewhere. And um, back then, you know, we live in a post-9-11 world. You can't fly with paint um, because, you know, they're like, yeah, okay, uh, Mr. Terrorist, uh, sure, that's paint. So the only way <laughs> to do it is you don't – yeah, you know, if you don't drive – is take the old dirty dog, the Greyhound. I took a Greyhound bus from Michigan to, I think it was North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, it was, actually. And because I had all this paint with me, because I learned long ago when you do these art shows, you better bring some paint because you're going to have to touch some stuff up uh, from the shipping mm. and whatnot. So I'm on, I get on the Greyhound bus, and my friend from high school, bless her heart, she's so nice, she, um, you know, she digs me. She likes me. So she made me a little uh, care package, and I'm sitting there on the Greyhound with my care package. And as the bus pulls away, I'm seeing her in her car. You know, she was making sure I got off and everything um, okay. And uh, she had this weird look on her face. And so I, I talked to her, I don't know, probably a couple weeks later, and I said, hey, by the way, what was going on? Were you, you had like a weird, did you get a weird call or something or what happened? You eat, eat some uh, a bad lunch? What, what was going on? And she goes, no. She goes, I was so mad because I was like, well, there he goes, Mr. No Responsibility, doesn't have a mortgage, yeah. you know. And it was, and I said, you know, that's hilarious because I was sitting on that Greyhound bus with my little care package you had made me, looking at you going, well, I'm off. I really have made some mistakes. Where's my big house and family, you know, and all this. And, and I was looking at her life very envious, and she was looking at mine very envious. And, uh, of course, it all worked That's out. That's funny. Uh, yeah, you can never tell, you know. But Jake had the unique opportunity to tell, to see. And here is somebody, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give anything away. But it, <laughs> He got to see possibilities. Um, they might have been good, ladies and gentlemen. They might have been bad. You'll have to watch the film to see. Um, how cool, though. How cool. I'm telling you, if my wife, if I found an, a portal with another me, my wife would definitely find out about it, um, just because that's how she is. And um, she would get the other me and put us both to work. She's like, okay, we can finally get some <laughs> some real stuff done around here. I got two of you now. <laughs> oh my no. I'm kidding, of course. I'm kidding, of course. Well, that was cool. Let me ask. I know we're focused on this, and the movie is out. People can rent this now and buy it now. Um, our, and we're fo- we're laser focused on promoting it and whatnot. And I don't want to I don't want to take any of that away. But I have to ask because um, selfishly, I want to see more. Um, are the gears turning for your next project, uh, Ulrich? And, Ed, do you have some uh, projects going on in, in the shoot right now? You can take it away, okay, Ulrich. Why don't you go first? Oh, you want me to nope. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I'm working on a project. Actually, I have a couple things in development. Um, but one that's mm. getting close to maybe being shot. So we don't know yet. We don't know if it's going to happen, but it's probably – if it does happen, it would be in 2023, um, and it's a it's a very different. It's um it's like a modern day western 
uh, thriller, action nice. thriller movie set in the 80s. And this one I didn't write from the beginning, but I'm, like, working with the writer on, um, you know, touching it up and rewriting it a bit. Um, so we're, you know, putting the finishing touches on the script now and, you know, hopefully going to start the financing process um, shortly. But we just, you know, we're kind of waiting, you know, kind of you know, don't really have um, any concrete details. But if we're lucky, we'll be working on it next year. And I'm I'm really hoping that uh, Ed's available to get him in a role. I have a role in mind for him for the movie. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. There you go. But, uh, you know. That's one. That's one. And then there's a couple other things that I'm working on and I'm writing. And I do really want to do an alternate sequel. And the more, because I've, I've talked to a couple other people and you know in, in interviews and stuff, and people are like, "Where's the sequel? When's the sequel coming?" And I'm like, "Oh gosh, you know, like mm-hmm. we have some outlines, we have some ideas, but there's a lot of really cool concepts we could explore in a sequel. Um, but it would be mm-hmm. a lot bigger of a budget. So, um, but I feel like I should start writing that now. So, like, you know, when I get approached to make the sequel, which I'm sure will happen one of these days, um, I'll be ready with everything so I can get the get the process started. Because uh, I think Jake and all Jake, well, Jake's story is over, but all Jake's story. Oh, I just spoiled it. Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's definitely more story of Jake uh, to tell, uh, you know, and, and Chris and Alt Chris and John, uh, Peter and Alt Peter, and yeah, lots of lots of more story out there um, in the alternate universe to, to explore. But uh, Ed, do you have anything coming? Oh, you yeah. you just shot something recently that you can talk about, right? Or are you not allowed to talk about that yet? No, no, I could talk about it. Well, I, I, I guess I'll start there. Speaking of sequels, um, I actually um, just wrapped filming for uh, the sequel to this film that I shot like four years ago called Freshman Year. Um, it was previously on Netflix, and now you can get it on Amazon Prime. It's called Freshman Year. We just finished shooting the sequel, which is called Senior Year. Um, I play the uh, overprotective brother, Hector, in that one. Um, and Natalia, who's, uh, who plays uh, Chris in the alternate, she's actually also in that. But instead of playing my wife, she plays my sister, um, my younger sister. So that's that's a fun dynamic. Um, we just finished <laughs> shooting that. And um, I, I also just finished shooting uh, on the latest season of New Amsterdam, um, which I believe is on CBS. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on the most recent season of uh, – Law and Order, SVU, and FBI. So um, those are out right now. So if you have Hulu, go check that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to tell my wife she is a Law and Order nut. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, I don't think there's an episode we haven't watched. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, so you probably he's in charge of the TV already, yeah. other, every other day. So, you know, uh, every yeah. other night. And uh, <laughs> she's like, no, we're not watching any more <laughs> Hobbits or Hardstep. But uh, we're watching Law and Order today. I'm like, okay, okay. Let me guess. Old faithful. There's a there's somebody jogging. Find a box. No, she's like, shut up. <laughs> Don't ruin it. Twenty five percent of the premises for most of the episodes. Yeah. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. 
Hey Rockers, this is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the book's 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. <laughs> nah, but it's cool. It's a good show. It's a good show. And it's been on, what, 30 years now or something? I mean, it's no, crazy. Man. It's no, been so. on as long as I've been alive. So. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, it's like Sesame Street or something. It works. Why mess with uh-huh. it? Um, you know? <laughs> That's a good thing. I think old Olivia uh, uh, Olivia Benson, uh, you know, she's got to have an infinity pool by now, I would think, you know? Got um, a fortune, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, come on. That's cool. That is very cool. You know, our, 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 like, our, I, I was thinking... Jake should be more powerful now, you know, since there's <laughs> one left. Um, Use the, the logic from the one, starring Jet Li. I like it. <laughs> That's right. They can, you can have a fight on top of a big pyramid somewhere. Um, no, I can't. Yeah. Um, 
I should just mix that kind of concept with some of the concepts from everything, everywhere, all at once, and then we'll have this crazy, you know, trippy, oh my multiverse, universe, bendy, nutty, uh, <laughs> you know, sequel to alternate, which I think everybody will enjoy. <laughs> they would. They yeah. would love it, but unfortunately, the cease and desist letters would just start, you know, coming <laughs> ra- very rapidly. Yes. Different um, enough, you know, just different enough. I'm telling you. <laughs> it, we were, I was just talking to somebody about those because they were asking me, you know, they're like, what is, in that episode of She-Hulk, that she gave that guy a cease and desist, my friend was like, what are those? I said, that, the first one I ever got, I had painted a painting of Agent uh, Scully and Mulder, and, um, yeah, I got a cease and desist from uh, the X-Files company there. Wow, amazing. They said, you can't be doing that. At least give us our cut. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like, wow, well, that's funny. I tried to change it. Yeah, but, you know, did you know I've never gotten one? And I've painted a lot of Darth Vader's, man. Never got any from Lucasfilms or Disney. or They don't care. They're like, this guy's not making enough money for us to worry about. Yeah, um, once you make $2 million, then they'll, then they'll come after you. Then they'll care. <laughs> yeah. Just cut it off right before. Right. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's not Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader. It's, it's different. It's, it's, it's he's blue. Um. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow. Well, this is cool, man. You guys' film is out. Now, let me ask you this. Are you, when a film comes out like this, if it was me, I would be like refreshing pages and seeing how many downloads and streams. Do you get like stuff daily on that or weekly or how does that work? <laughs> well, no, you don't, you don't get any information about the sales uh, until the quarter is over. So we won't know anything. Oh, really? Until probably oh, wow. January of uh, of next year. So I'm kind of like, did it do well? Did we get a lot? I mean, I can only the only way I can judge is like the, about the amount the by the amount of reviews we get on IMDb or, or ratings, and then the amount of people who are talking about it on Letterboxd. But besides that, um, you know, or the emails I get, or you know, whatever people saying they watch the movie, that that's pretty much the only barometer I have. Um, but uh, if wow. people are watching it and uh, people are liking it, it seems, um, you know, and. Yeah, I mean, when the reviews were coming out, I definitely was refreshing, um, maybe more than I should. Um, <laughs> watching yeah. as I get this good review or this bad review or whatever, and um, but I've, I've been, I've been, I cooled myself down after the first day. I was like, okay, you can only check like once a day, maybe twice a day. So I've, I've sort of pulled myself back <laughs> from it a little bit, um, you know. And now it's like, ah. You know the the rush is over, so you know there's there's not a ton of things coming out every day on it anymore. But uh, but yeah, you know when we get our when we get our streaming deal, it'll it'll probably start all over again. So we'll we'll see. That's awesome. I can't believe they're making you wait till after Christmas, though. You know what I mean? Oh, it's <sighs> the way the numbers uh, work, man. You you gotta be patient. You know, the t- talk to, it's like I don't think any um, distributor does it differently. It's all quarter based, so you know you always gotta wait unless it's like so like the numbers unless it's like box office, right? And like you, so you can tell right after the weekend that like oh you you have you know one million two million people saw it over the weekend, but we're not even in theaters, so that doesn't apply to us, anyways. You know. Um, oh wow! But yes. Yeah, so, Digital numbers, man, they're 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 not they don't come quick, you know they don't come quick. I hear you, I hear you. It's uh, it's that way with our merch sales too. 
uh, yeah, you get paid every every quarter on those. Uh, but it's, you know, you you hope you hope. I tell you what's nice though is um, the one after Christmas. People are like, oh, don't you? You know, I, I've been talking to people about that before, and they're like, oh, you have to wait till after the holiday. I'm like, yeah, it's nice because that's my slowest time of year is month of January <laughs> and February. Start picking back up in February, but January's rough, man. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's nice getting those checks and stuff when nothing else is happening. So I can't complain. Um, yeah. Very very go. cool. Well, it sounds like you know, like, you know, I should have asked you guys this. I'm just curious. Uh, I know we got to wrap things up, but when you guys were younger, when you guys were younger, you know, you're going to the movies and you're you're seeing film and everything. You're kind of becoming aware of that. Did you have any idea that this is what you guys would be doing? Ed, you take making movies. Yeah, being in the bi- picture business, you know, because it's the coolest job um, in the world, I think. It is the coolest job in the world. When when you're doing it, I, I, I'll, I'll say this, uh, you know, the long days um, the when you're tired and, you know, you still have three hours of filming and you're waiting around, you know, you take a look back and you take a step back and you're like, wow, I'm really, like, creating a movie and I, I'm so fortunate to be doing this. I obviously dreamed of it, but it, it seemed like such a distant dream when I was a kid. And so I, it was pretty um, surreal filming it and then seeing the release and then the trailer and then it going through the, uh, the uh, independent uh, film circuit, um, the, uh, the, the film festival circuit. And now with the release, it's, it's still very, very, very surreal. So uh, it was definitely an idea I had when I was a kid, but I, I couldn't have fathomed um, what we're doing today. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a dream come true, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Albert? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I always loved movies since I was a kid. It was, like, my favorite thing since I can remember, you know, like, when I was four or five, like, movies and, and cartoons. That was, like, all I wanted to to watch. Um, and then, you know, I basically always, because I grew up in Berkeley, like, I always felt like, oh, yeah, movies are made in some magical place called Hollywood somewhere far away. So I never really, I never really thought I would be involved in making them. I never thought that I could actually that would be like my life, you know? And then, um, yeah. So years, years later, like, you know, when I got to make my first movie in, um, I think it was like high school or something. I had like, you know, got a camera from my, from my, from my high school, uh, video production class. It was sort of opened up this new, new, whole new world for me. And then, yeah, to be here now, like having this, my first feature film out in the world available for people to buy and rent, you know, all across the country and all across Canada yeah, it's very surreal, very trippy, you know, um, but it's such a long process to get here. You know, it's been like, you know, eight years of making this movie, basically, since we fir- I wrote the first draft. Um, mm. So it's like, it's nuts to be here, but like, you just think about all the work that went into to, to getting it done. And you just think like, wow, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was an epic, it was an epic journey to get here. Um, but now oh, we're here, it's just like, I couldn't be more excited and more proud of the movie we made. And I'm just so lucky that I got to work with Ed and Natalia and the whole team to make this thing. Cause, uh, you know, the, the movie can only be as special as the people who put it together, you know? Um, and, mm. and, you know, without this team, the movie wouldn't be what it is. So I'm just forever in, you know, in everyone's debt, uh, for helping me, you know, make this thing happen because, 
you know, it, it takes it takes a team. You know, it's, it's the, that's why I love filmmaking. It's like the ultimate collaborative art art process. You know, it's like you, it's not one person doing it. It's it's got to be the group. You know, and we just had such a great time right. to make this movie. That's awesome. That is that is so cool. You know, and, and you made it. You know, and that's just it. I was just talking to a friend of mine who's in a band, and um, you know, you, you, there's this mythology we have in the United States, well, in the world, really, of um, being discovered. You know, Ed moved. Like Ed's <laughs> story is very typical of that he moved to L.A. Um, some big shot producer saw him and said, "I'm going to make you a star," and and did. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding, Ed. I have no idea if that happened. <laughs> Probably didn't, but um, you know, there's this, this mythology of that. You know, everybody um, with bands, everybody wants a record deal. Nobody understands that's a loan, and you got to pay that money back. Um, you know, and in movies, they think, you know, yeah, you're just going to be discovered. Um, Ulrich will be walking down the street or something and see somebody and say, oh, I'm going to make him a star, you know, and no, every, the reality is every successful person, no matter what they're doing, that I know, that I've come across, they work their ass off. You know, I mean, it is yeah. nonstop work. Everybody thinks it's parties and hanging out with mom. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you get to do fun stuff. But um, that isn't very fun if you've got to be on set at 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, to get film <laughs> for 12 hours. Nobody ever thinks about that. And... Um, you know, there's a lot of work, a lot of work involved. And you independent filmmakers, I think, are the unsung heroes in entertainment. Number one, you guys got us through the pandemic. Um, if it wasn't for all the independent <laughs> films out there, we would have went insane. Insane, I'm yeah. telling you. Um, <laughs> saved us from the pandemic. Uh, just our, our, our sanity. And, you know, number two, you guys really are making film... I think the way it was originally made, you know, like like pre-big studios, you know, um, that kind of guerrilla filming and stuff, you know. Okay, we got to, yes, we have to, kind of that Ed Wood thing, you know, where, where yeah. yeah, we've got 15 scenes to do today, you know, or whatever. Um, and, you know, people don't realize that. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of work. And there ain't big budgets, you know, except Ed and his trailer. I'm kidding. Ed. <laughs> yes. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, Maybe are you looking forward to those days, Ed? Uh, I mean, I've 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 been fortunate enough to to definitely have trailers and and to be housed and flown out for films. But I I can nice. say to your point that I do appreciate the nitty gritty like indie filmmaking um, aspect that. You know, we, I mean, we definitely had a lot of luxuries on this set, fortunately. Uh, you know, we weren't just, like, shooting out in the cold and all huddled underneath one tent. But there is um, a lot of grit when it comes to independent filmmaking that you don't get in the bigger budget things. And you sort of miss that because it feels like more of a collaborative process as opposed to, you know, people just doing their job and moving along and, and that corporate feeling that comes along with it. So um, I can appreciate it. And I think you're, you're also right. It, it does take a lot of, like, grinding and working and being an unsung hero for a long time and not getting the credit before an ounce of credit is even received. And so uh, I really appreciated this process with Ulrich. And, you know, Ulrich and I have worked together on two, three projects before we even got to this point. So I, I had to grind to, you know, kind of seem worthy in Ulrich's eyes to, to, to even get yeah. a role like this. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a grind. 
I would say more what? like I was very lucky to be introduced to Ed and that I got the chance uh, to work with him on these projects and then get to see this, like, amazing performer, you know, up close and work with him on projects. And then, like, when this, this movie was coming together, just know that this is the person that needs to be to play this character, you know? Like, this is the guy. And I uh, felt very lucky that, um, you know, Ed came to me, uh, or when I came to Ed, that he was willing to, to read the script and collaborate together. And, you know, I, I think if, if Ed hadn't, you know, been in this movie, we wouldn't be where we are. It wouldn't be this movie. And uh, I just feel very lucky that we were able to get to collaborate on this together, you know. No, that's awesome. That is so cool. You know, and the thing is, is word travels, too, you know. I mean, people um, – mm. I, I have a musician mm. friend of mine years ago. Um, she's been on, I don't know, 300 albums of different – she hasn't had 300 albums. She's just played on – like, you know, she plays on with all these people um, – and whatnot. She makes extra money doing that, actually. She's, and I guess they call it a hired gun in that business. And, um, you know, I said, why do you, why do they keep calling you? Obviously, you know, you're, you're super talented and everything. She goes, the secret, she goes, the big secret in in any entertainment is you have to, and you have to learn this young, uh, you know, the sooner you learn it, the better it is. Be a good hang, be fun to be around. Um, People like that. Yeah. If you're no fun, nobody wants to work with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like true. Ed and Ulrich are good hangs. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me. I think so. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, gentlemen, I know I kept you a little longer than I was supposed to, but I appreciate you guys. Hey, and I wanted to really apologize again. We had that little mishap. We were supposed to be doing this a couple days ago. Thank you so much for, re, uh, you know, finding uh, the time in your schedules and whatnot to be on the show. You guys rock. You're awesome. And um, you've made a great film. And, folks, we have links. I forgot to mention, we have links to the alternate uh, film Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, So click on those, like and share, help get the word out. The alternate, it's a great movie. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And uh, and it's a cool movie, (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, let me just say, if you, if it's if it's your night for the TV, um, you know, or the movie night or whatever, and you're, you know, thank God you don't have to watch another Lifetime movie. But um, I'm not <laughs> throwing shade at Lifetime. Don't send me emails. Um, I'm sure they're very good. Kind of formulaic in my opinion, but whatever. Anyway, your wife or your, your, your partner is going to dig this as well. This is a film you can watch that's not just, you know, Space mutants blowing up space zombies. It's uh, as a matter of fact, there's no zombies in it, and there's no mutants in it. Um, I don't know, Jake, with that beard's a little zomb- or mutant-esque, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, I'm going to tell you this both at the end of the show here, since that's where we're at. Um, you both know this. You're really, really good at what you do. So keep doing it. Oh. This is what you're supposed to be doing, you know? Seriously. Appreciate that. Man. That yeah. is a lot. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to see the next one. I can't wait to see the next one. And Adam, I'm going to keep, uh, you know, looking out for you there. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching every Law & Order episode looking for Ed. Um, <laughs> I have to watch it with my wife. I'm telling you whether Ed was in him or not. Anyhow, guys. Have a great day, and thank you so much for make first making a great film, and second, 
making time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, We will convert this episode to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. And I know you're asking yourself, you know, you're probably asking yourself in the car right now or wherever, Jamie, how many podcasting platforms can there possibly be? What, like six? No, we're on 726 of them. Can you believe that? Jeez, Louise. All I'm saying, I'm very thankful for all that. I think it's great. But I am going to give you some advice. If you're planning on starting a new business and you're like, I think what the world needs is another podcast. Well, there's already 726 of them that I know about. Um, There's probably more. So you might want to rethink that. What I would do instead is um, get a hold of Ulrich and uh, just send that check to him and get producing credit (laughs) or whatnot instead of trying to start a business. That's, you know, you'll be famous that way. You know, you get an IBDB page. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. And, um, you know, you can walk around with a megaphone and yell at you. It's fantastic filmmaking. What you want to be doing, man. Um, Especially what the best, the, the funnest, best part of filmmaking is these producers that just write a check and then they just stay away from the set and let the filmmaker just do their thing and uh, and we'll wait for all that cheddar to roll in. Uh, right, Ulrich? That's, that's what we like, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Although I love collaborating with, with investors as well, too. <laughs> that's true. That's good space, my friend. Good space. Hey, everybody, <laughs> have a great weekend. We will be back Monday. Um, Monday or Tuesday. Actually, we're back Tuesday. Um, and remember, the world's still a little bit of a weird place. So if you go to uh, Taco Bell and it takes them a little time to get your taco to you, they're probably short-staffed. Don't yell at them. Be nice. You'll get your taco. Just be cool, you know? Let's all be cool. And uh, the world will be a better place. Okay, folks. Uh, have a good one, and we will see you next time. Go buy the alternate, or at least rent it. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks at Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.